Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Do Business Better podcast, where we give you insights and information you can use. I'm your host, Damian Mason, but you already know all that crap because you heard it in the introduction. That's right. We're official. We have a production team now, and you're hearing this stuff. Also, by the way, the Do Business Better podcast is not just available on your favorite podcast format. If you get it through Stitcher, iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you want to find it, you can find it pretty much most places. But the main thing is you can always grab it at DamianMason.com. You also can now watch these episodes via YouTube. That's right. We have a YouTube channel and the YouTube channel is D Mason Comedy, hearkening back to my days as a political comedian. Or you can just go on to YouTube and type in Damian Mason and it'll come up. And then on that channel are playlists. And the playlist will include uh, my ag presentations, my humorous stuff. You can even find my old Bill Clinton crap if you're really interested in that. And you can find this podcast and my Business of Agriculture podcast. I would love for you to subscribe while you're there on the YouTube channel. Enough about me and enough about that. Let's talk about you and what's happening here with the coronavirus uh, issue and what you can do to improve your business. Okay article coming out this week, and I want to share it with you here as a podcast. Rules for results when nobody's in the same room. Okay. I've always worked remotely. Most people have not. Uh, It's going to be an increasing issue with the gig economy. The technology is going to allow this to happen. It's just what's going to be. So if that's the case, which it is, and if that's going to be, excuse me, I'm moving one of my stage lights because it's just a little bit too glary. Okay. One issue we're all going to deal with is that we're going to have um, the right... Uh, things in place to do our business. But also, it may not be we have the right things in place. It might be we have no choice. Uh, Governors are changing laws, saying you've got to stay at home. I mean, this is really getting kind of hairy. So the purpose of this episode is to help you get results, even though you can't see people face to face. And also manage your people. Okay, so... We know business as usual is not an option, at least not right now. I'm recording this uh, here toward the end of March for release on March 31st. We know that right now uh, the president came out and said we're going to stick with our recommendations that nobody uh, do unnecessary travel. You stay at home as best you can, work from home as much as possible until June, I'm sorry, until April 30th. So we got a while here. You can't let your business fail. And this is a real concern for me and you and all of us that try and make a living out here doing the right thing. So what do we what do we got to do? Well, businesses large and small are going through this. I have never had employees. Okay, I've had a few. So maybe you have 50. Maybe you have 20. I, I don't know. I just really appreciate you tuning in here for the dialogue. And so I'm never going to be one of those guys that says, well, you know what I do with my 100 employees? I've never had 100 employees. I wouldn't necessarily want 100 employees. Uh, it made me crazy. I know I'm, I'm kind of ADHD. I'm afraid they'd uh, make me, like, unable to focus. So here's what you can do, what you have to do. What you have to do is – I'm just going to turn that booger off. I don't think you like it any more than I do. Okay. One thing you got to do, now I guess it doesn't need to be on. That's that stage line that you just have to have, have no choice. One thing you got to do is keep your business moving forward. And 
Yeah, you're going to be working around stuff. You know, one of your employees is in their bedroom, their kid's bedroom, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> at their at their play desk. you got people that have never been uh, good at working from home. They lack discipline. They go to the refrigerator every time they, uh, they get bored. Um, they can't go walk over to, you know, Ronnie's cubicle and talk to Ronnie about last night's episode of uh, Survivor or whatever is on TV these days. So here's what you got to do. You've got to understand everybody you've got involved and then stick with your business results rules. That's why I'm giving them to you. So again, I call this column in this episode, Rules for Results When Nobody's in the Same Room. Okay, let me just tell you that while I've never had employees, I have always gotten business done remotely since 1994 when I quit my job. And when I quit my job in 1994, I didn't have employees then. I've had a few since then. Right now, it's just me and my wife. But it doesn't mean I don't manage a lot of work through uh, contractual employees. I have accountants, attorneys. I made a list here for you, to be honest with you, of all the folks that I'm trying to manage at any given time. Bankers, a temporary office help, farm labor, farm tenant, copy editors, collaborators, various tradesmen, because I own 280 acres, I've owned investment properties, rental properties, uh, and I've renovated every single property I've ever had, except for the one that I built from scratch. So managing everything from the plumber to the concrete contractor to the, uh, you know, the general tradesman, uh, I'm sorry, the general contractor, it's always been a hassle. Actually, I never had a general contractor. I've always been it. So um, various, various things like that. Several vendors uh, buy a lot of crap. Uh, vendors, uh, then printers, agents. And the biggie, I've got a marketing and design company of five employees that I work with usually three of those five on uh, any given week on what we have going on with projects. Remember, I produce books. Uh, I have my book, Food Fear, the new one that just came out. It's at the bottom of the stack right there because this is the Do Business Better podcast. Uh, I have people that lay this out. I have a lot of stuff that happens. I'm on the road about 130 days a year. Now, that <laughs> I say that. That's back when you used to be allowed to travel, before you were locked into your home by government decree. Those days will come back once we get through this coronavirus pandemic. But to make sure we get through this coronavirus pandemic, you've got to keep your business going. So I'm going to tell you the rules that I have, the tricks and the tips and the things that I've learned over 26 years of managing remotely. You know, in the old days, I would get off an airplane wherever. Chicago O'Hare, uh, Memphis, back when it was a hub for Northwest. Remember Northwest Airlines? I would get off of the airplane at Atlanta, Salt Lake City. It doesn't matter. Uh, Yazoo City, Mississippi. Never actually been there, but uh, been close. And I would go over to a bank of pay phones, and I would dial in a 1-800 number that was my calling card. And then I could start checking voicemail, and then I had to write down the numbers of all the people that had been in touch with me, because they would call and leave a voice. I know this is old school. If you're like a 35-year-old, you're like, what the heck is this guy talking about? In the old days, then you would have this pen and paper, you know, which I still use. I'm kind of big on the pen and paper. And you'd say, all right, uh, Larry called. Okay, Cindy from the accountant's office called. Oh, I've got to get this legal thing done. Oh, so-and-so's looking for a contract. Oh, my, uh, there's an agency in Santa Barbara that wants to book me for a gig in uh, Ventura, California. What's my calendar? You're going through all this stuff remotely, and I used to do it from a payphone in airports. But what you got to do is A, be very thorough. Write down your stuff. Be documented. Don't just rely on memory. Don't even rely on your handheld device. Make sure you 
somewhere have a list of all the things that are going on and where the pro where the process is. That's very important. So get into my rules of managing the people. So I'm just telling you how I've always looked at it. Okay, I got 16 things going on. I've got a list. And on that list, I'm crossing off and I'm highlighting. The thing that needs done promptly is a highlight. The thing that's not so highlighted, you know, is not highlighted, not such a priority. And then the stuff crossed off, it's done. Now then, let's talk about the people. For me, it's accountants, attorney, lawyer, uh, I'm sorry, attorneys, lawyer, bankers, uh, contractors, tradesmen, agents, vendors, printers, uh, marketing people. For you, it might be all of your employees and then also your service providers. Remember, your vendors can't come and see you right now. And you can't see your employees unless you're doing a Zoom call, which you should probably to keep them uh, dialed in. I've got a podcast episode coming out about that later this week. What do you do? Well, first off, don't allow your communication with these people to go on and ramble into minutia. Do not allow this to be, okay, now wait a minute. What, what did you say? Oh, now who's doing what? Oh, no, 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 no. You're the leader of the objective. It's your business. You've got to make this happen. So you state the objective. I've been doing this for years. I'll call my accountant and I'll have my list. He's like, what would you need? You texted me and told me uh, to set a time and I told you 2 p.m. and here you are. I said, yep, here I am. Here's the reason I'm calling you. And I told you in the text, it was about a 1031 exchange. Uh, yeah, what do you need? Well, I've got one in the works. Who do I need? Da, 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 da. What's our objective? This happens whether it's one person that's a service provider to you, a professional like a CPA or an attorney. It also happens if it's 14 of your employees or a team from another company you're collaborating with. What is the objective? What is it that you intended to get done? And that way everybody knows what the big picture is. Worst thing a coach could ever do is just let people focus on the small role. Hey, your only job here is to step across that line with the ball is snapped and tackle that guy. Yeah, but what's the big picture? Well, the big picture is we're trying to keep them from getting a first down, and that means we'll get the ball back, and that means our quarterback and our running back and our receivers can come out here and they can score and we can win the game. Big picture is you don't let them get that 10 yards. It starts by you not allowing that person to get across the line carrying the ball, and therefore they won't get the first down. Oh, now here's how you do it. Oh, state the big picture objective. Most people are not visionary. They don't understand, but they will understand big picture. Here's where we're going. Here's where we're going. Boom. There's the objective. Now everybody knows the objective and they know what success looks like. It's very important to paint a picture of success. Here's where we're going and we will be successful if we get there by and it makes us this much money and boom, 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 state the objective. Number two, you want to get results when nobody's in the same room. By the way, objectives are very simple. You say it to them on a conference call. You also send an email and you tell them all, here's what we're trying to accomplish, folks. Thank you for your participation. Assign and monitor key tasks. It's a pretty simple thing. Assign and monitor key tasks. Once the goal is clear, when you have everybody bought into this, now you say, Cindy, here's exactly what we need you to do. And here's your timeline. 
And it's going to be uh, at the at, at this juncture of the process, you'll need to then collaborate with uh, Bob over in the uh, in the graphics department. Okay, now everybody knows what they need to do. You avoid this dog ate my homework nonsense by being very clear with people about what they need to do. I don't talk down to people. I'm not being condescending, but I have to do this even with my service providers. Okay, you keep saying that this isn't done. This happens a lot when you're managing projects, and then nobody wants to take responsibility. Well, I can't get something done because until so-and-so does such-and-such, until blah, 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 and then it becomes a pass the buck, and I'm not done because the electrician didn't do this, and UPS didn't deliver that. So it becomes very, very, uh, very then uh, easy for you. Not easy. It'll be frustrating as heck. But you will then say, all right, where is everybody right now, and how can I keep you dialed in? None of this, I didn't know it was my job, and I didn't know what the time frame was. You'd be very, very, you'll, you'll alleviate your stress by saying, no, I told you specifically, and I emailed it to you. So you know exactly what was expected of you, and you know exactly what I needed. Ah, there you go. Number three, be very clear in your communication. I just told you, you state it, you state the objective, you say it in your conversation, in your meeting, and then you also email it. And then you even go through it. I am probably guilty of being overdone this. I'll say, to reiterate what we just discussed, A, my wife will be in touch with you. Lori, did you see this? B, we will send you a proposal. C, you need copies of my latest book because you're thinking of buying them for the meeting you are putting on in August. D, (laughs) you uh, are going to get us this, this, and this so I can prepare the specific program for your sales force. You see how this goes? Then everybody in the call knows what is needed from so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And and then you say, let's get this all handled by Wednesday at 4 p.m. Boom. Clear communication. I don't talk around subjects and ambiguities. I know that that's uh, an interesting thing that happens in corporations. The larger the organization, the worse it is. Well, what did Bob say? Well, he said this. What did he really mean? Well, hell, I don't know. I don't speak code. I only know words. So I I tell my wife that all the time. I don't know sign language, and I don't know emotional intelligence is what they always call it when you're supposed to read through the lines and say, well, she said this, but I sensed that she really meant, like, well, I sensed that she was hungry. I sensed that it was hot in the room. I only can sense so much. I sensed that the chairs were uncomfortable. I don't know how to sense what somebody means if they don't say it. Don't do this to your people. Give them clear communication. Say to your service providers, your vendors, your employees, everybody that you deal with, everybody that you manage, say, here is the situation. Be clear in your communication. Don't pull this thing of, well, they should have known. Well, how in the hell would they know? Maybe they don't speak sign language or understand emotional intelligence either. I don't sense what you, what you tell me I'm supposed to be sensing sometimes. By the way, follow up on that. Don't you think that right now when everybody is standing 18 feet apart from one another, they're not going to restaurants and bars, they haven't been to a theater, a movie, a Broadway play for several weeks. Don't you think that right now when folks are being told to stay home and avoid contact with others, 
Don't you think when they see that the stock market is down 20-some-odd percent, don't you see when they look at, don't you think that when they look at their 401k, they're not already uncertain enough? Then they hear about layoffs. They hear that just last week we had 3.3 million people file unemployment claims. Don't you think... I'm not talking about you sensing this or feeling this. Let's use our noggins and think. Don't you think with all that's going on, we're already creating enough uncertainty? Of course we are. As leaders, we should quell the unease by being very concrete with our communication and saying, hey, yes, it's a rough time. We will get through this. And here is exactly how. Boom. Here's what we're going to do. Here is how we're going to do it. And this is who's going to do it, whose job it is. You see how we just made it so it's not uncertain. That way folks out here that are already panicking, panic less. Irrational behavior happens largely out of uncertainty. I don't know if there's ever going to be toilet paper again. Oh my God, nobody will give me straight information, so I have to go out and hoard toilet paper. You see, be clear in your communication and you will avoid that irrational panic among your people, whether they're your employees, your friends, or your service providers, or folks that you are managing on a job, contractual laborers, whatever it should be. Fourth and last rule that I'm going to give you about managing for results when nobody's in the same room. Please remember that these are people. I'm not great at this sometimes. I've been self-employed for so long. I've been out here kind of doing my own thing. I don't go to an office with 14 people. I forget sometimes that it's Secretary's Day or Administrative Assistance Day or even Valentine's Day. You don't really forget that one. But I forget certain days. But don't forget this. Everybody's going through a lot right now. They're with their kids that they wanted to ship off to school, and they can't. Uh, The baby was up. And now, mama has to make sure that the baby's taken care of, and she's also supposed to manage her job, and she's also supposed to be an accountant for you, or she's supposed to be a project manager. You know, we got the human side of this. Don't miss an opportunity to be thankful, to be grateful, to be congratulatory, to be appreciative, to give positive feedback. Hey, I know that you're going through a lot, and I know that everybody's time frame has been whacked right now, uh, but I appreciate you doing what you could do. That goes a long way. So my rules, my rules for results when nobody's in the same room. State the objective so that everybody knows what success looks like. Number two, assign and monitor key tasks. Okay, you don't need to manage the minutia, but you need to say, here's what you're doing, here's what you're doing, here's what you're doing, here's where you two are going to work together on the final stage of this, here's who's going to, now when it's all done, you and you are going to present it to the client, you are going to follow up on that, and you're going to get them the tech report. Oh, now I know what everybody's doing. And then you follow up, and you say, all right, I assigned it, now I'm monitoring it. Where are you? Is it going to be done? Be clear in your communication. There's enough uncertainty right now that nobody wants more ambiguity. Just give them the straight scoop and talk to them very clearly so that nobody is left guessing. There's a lot of uh, unease people right now. They're really going through a lot. And speaking of those people, don't forget that's exactly what every meeting is. Every contractor you have, every accountant, every uh, project manager, every employee, every vendor, they're people. And they've been through a lot. 
and they're going through a lot, and they're a little stressed, and they get mixed signals, and the media perpetuates this fear and uncertainty, so then you will feel compelled to tune in again tomorrow to watch, and I don't care which one it is, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, ABC, NBC, CBS, it's all the same thing, they want you to tune in again and feel that you can't get by without them, and that way they have you as a captive viewer, as a captive listener, as captive eyeballs, and they can sell advertising. So these people that we all work with and manage have been have been really pushed around a little bit by the coronavirus situation. They're uncertain, they're scared, they're panicky, they're wondering, they're curious. They they would like things to be normal. Remember, humans don't deal well with change. Well, nothing's changed faster in my 50 years than this. I got off an airplane on March 12th and all hell broke loose. It was kind of cutting loose a couple days before that, but all hell broke loose on Friday the 13th and then March 16th. And then it just went crazy and you know that and so do I. Don't forget that everybody involved in your future success is a person. And every opportunity you're going to get for the rest of your life will come from a person. Be appreciative. Be understanding. We've all been through a lot. A human touch, just a little bit, goes a long way. I'm Damian Mason, helping you do business better. Thanks for being here on this podcast, giving you my rules for results when nobody's in the same room. We're probably looking at at least another month of not being in the same room. So take these lessons and work with them. I really appreciate you being here. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.